right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. We've got Dr. Rick, you know him. And then we've got a wonderful guest by the name of Louis De, De Giuseppe. It's it. a mouthful, but he runs long distances, so he, he can handle it. Right. All right, how you doing, Louis? Welcome to In Your Corner. How you doing? Well, thank, thanks so much, Scott, for having me. Thanks, Dr. Lehman. Lehman for having me on your show. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, definitely our honor. Give us a little, for the listeners, a uh, little background just of who you are, and then we're just going to hand it over to Dr. Rick where he'll grill you. Right. Yeah, so I am a, a multi-sport athlete, a triathlete that's been uh, competing for about 40 years now, almost 40 years. I did my first triathlon in 1982. Um, just have a passion for the sport that has existed for that long. Um, I've, I've raced at the top of the sport in the in the early 80s as a uh, an elite and um, eventually as an amateur. And when I realized that uh, everyone was getting faster and I was getting slower and I couldn't make money at it, so I had to find a real job. So I became a, uh, I went to school here in St. Louis um, I'm an aerospace engineer, and I worked in uh, the intelligence community for the federal government for 30 years. I uh, just recently retired, um, and I've um, uh, began a, a coaching business that has that has uh, that uses the protocols and the methodologies that I that I've used for for the 40 years of training, and um, have a nice nice client base of, uh, of athletes that, that are doing the sport of triathlon. So um, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, I just, I, I love the sport. Um, I love what it's done for me, um, what it's done for my family. Um, I met my wife through the sport. Our kids are involved in it. So it's been great. Uh, that's a mad stat card. Dr. Rick, take it away. <laughs> so uh, I'm Dr. Rick Lehman from the 314 St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm the medical director at the U.S. Center for Sports Medicine and have been the team physician for three National Hockey League teams and covered the last five Olympics. And I've probably known Louie, he said 30 years, I think that's probably correct. And Louie is really the quintessential triathlete, and that's, that's really no joke. Um, he trains like no other. Uh, he gets hurt like no other. And he is <laughs> somebody who is just as dedicated – as, as anyone I've ever taken care of, I've talked to him when he's had problems in Hawaii, uh, at the World Championships, etc. And we have gone far beyond a patient-doctor relationship. We're good friends. Yes. He helps me with my Zwift, my training, which is nothing like his training. And uh, again, he's just a great guy. So thanks for in short. Let, let's start from the beginning. I mean, let's before we get into this whole triathlete training injury thing, tell us about what, what is a triathlon? What are the distances? What are the events? So for, for the listeners out there who don't really know or aren't sure that they know what, what is a triathlon and, and kind of explain it. 
Right. Well, um, the distances were basically formalized uh, or, or standardized in the 80s with the, with the USAT or the United States uh, Triathlon Federation. And there's this four, four distinct distances. Um, you have the Ironman Triathlon, of course, the, the famous one that you, you watch on TV in Hawaii. That consists of a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike and a 26.2 mile run, a full marathon after all that. So, um, you know, that, that has gained most of the attention over the years because of the, um, the, the craziness of it. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, it intrigued me way back when in the early eighties. And, you know, that's, that's what got me started, uh, is, is reading the Barry McDermott article in Sports Illustrated in 1979. Um, uh, that's, that's one distance. Um, there's the half Ironman distance, uh, though, that's the distance that I'm currently uh, competing in. I, I love that distance because uh, it's still long enough that I feel like I'm doing something and not long enough that it kills me. So it is, uh, you know, exactly half it's called the 70.3 distance. It's 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike and a half marathon, 13.1 mile run. Um, the most popular and the one that's in the Olympics that uh, first went into the Olympics in, in Sydney in 2000 is called the Olympic Distance uh, Triathlon, obviously, or prior to that, it was the International Distance Triathlon. And that consists of a 1.5 kilometer swim, a 40 kilometer bike, which is 24.8 miles and a 10 kilometer run. Um, and then there's the super sprint, and which is um, close to half of that distance. So you have four races, four different distances, um, all competed um, nationally and internationally. So, um, you know, so you have, you have people that enter the sport at, 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 you know, looking to, you know, complete a sprint or looking to complete a half Ironman or a full Ironman. And so there's, there's, there's various different levels of entry into the sport. So it's kind of cool. And, and what, what kind of times, are we talking about we're in Kona we're doing the yeah. Ironman how, right. how long does it take to, to finish right. an Ironman or a half Ironman right. so before the before it became what the Ironman is today you know it is a world championship and the elites currently um are, are you know right under eight hours now that that, that seems unfathomable um when the first when the race was first contested in 1978 on the island of Oahu uh, the winner did it in 11.35, excuse me, um, Gordon Holler. Uh, and, um, you know, since then, people just thought that the race, it wasn't a race. It was, a, it was, a, it was an event that, that, that someone would want to complete in, in a 24-hour in a period. Uh, back in the early days, there was, there was no science behind training for triathlon. There was no science behind training for an Ironman. So the, the um, objective was to complete these things. And so the hour, you know, the time range was, you know, the, the first few athletes were going from about 11 hours to, you know, 22 hours. And then um, as, the, as the, the years, you know, went on, uh, um, uh, training got a little more specific. Um, athletes learned from their mistakes and time started getting faster. And Dave Scott was the one that kind of led the charge, you know, the famous Dave Scott. Uh, so, you know, the time went, the next year went into the tens and then the year after that, it went into the nines and then for to complete that whole distance. So, you know, we're talking, you know, three hour, three or five marathons and, you know, 440 bikes. And then that lasted for a, quite a while in the eighties. Um, it wasn't until, you know, the early two thousands at the time started dropping into the low eights and, and just recently dropping into the sub eights. So, um, 
yeah, the science behind training, the, the philosophy, uh, the, the the physiological uh, constraints, kind of, you know, the, the the paradigms have shifted, and uh, the science behind training for it and uh, nutrition and everything has advanced over these 40 years. So people are getting faster. And in terms of the swim, let's talk about the swim for just yeah. a minute before we get into specifics. You're in a swimming pool or what? Well, you're in Kona, what, where, where are you swimming? So, okay. So great, great question, Rick. Um, so the swim is in Kailua Bay, right you know, on the big Island. Um, every, you know, that, 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 is a it's a commercial um, bay, so there's there's there's, there's cruise ships, there's, there's fisher you know, fishing boats and everything like that. But yet, because it's the Ironman World Championship course, there is a there is a clearly marked um, swim course in the bay, and so everyone kind of goes there every morning. If you go there any time of year, you know there's people it, it, um, you know that go to that island just to be part of that race and just to experience the, the race course so you can get in the bay and swim swim the ironman race course it's great great preparation for the actual thing but um there's various beaches there that people swim and there's also the the, the infamous or famous actually uh kona aquatics which is a beautiful beautiful facility there that all the pros use it's it's like 250 meter pools of like 16 lanes it's crazy and uh so all these you know pro swim there um i do most of my training you know in a pool um and i i train specifically for the open water open water races um with with different drills and it seems to work it seems to work well um i prepare you know for a few days prior to a race an open water race or a lake race by actually getting in the lake or getting in the ocean and and swimming you know your, your timing is it has to be adjusted a little bit your stroke counts have to be changed a little bit to work with the, the swells of the ocean or the lake or whatever so but um um the pool pool preparation is, is is absolutely adequate because it's it's you have to do the you have to do the training you got to put the you got to put the yards in or the meters in so um, as long as you're putting in a, a certain amount of meters required uh, to 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 feel confident in the water um, um, to successfully complete the swim with not with not too much stress then you're you know you're, you're it, it translates well in the open water you might be a little slower in the open water but not much. All right, so so in the half Ironman, you're going to compete and you're going to you're going to swim 1.2 miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how long is that going to take you? Okay, well, uh, I, I I'm fair, I'm a fairly good swimmer, fairly competitive in my age group. Um, I like to be with the front pack in my age group. I'm in the 55, 59 right now, so you know I, I need to be probably 28 minutes, 28 to 30 minutes out of the water. So that's what I shoot for. That's what my, you know, my, in the pool, that's what my splits kind of work out to be. So that's what I need to be. And you hear all these things from, from triathletes, or I hear all these things where people are trying to drown you. And Oh, well, yeah. So, so prior, prior COVID, you know, the, the, the famous, you know, the, 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 the over the, uh, the shot overlooking the start of the Ironman where every, you know, the gun goes off, the cannon goes off and everyone goes at the same time. Yeah, that was that was 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s. But now and especially now with, you know, COVID, you know, they they have all these wave starts and everyone's going in single file. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't create great TV, but it is a safer environment and you don't get beat up as much. Uh, The last time I did Kona was 2018 and it was it was an age group start. So I was just with my age group starting and it was like the most the, the calmest 
Iron Man start I've ever had, you know. But when I first did Iron Man Hawaii in 1990, it was a mass start with pros, the women, the men, everybody together. And that was what you see on TV, that craziness of people just flying over everybody. Um, but I remember that first swim and I just remember being, you know, pushed out and I thought, this is crazy, you guys, but I thought, this is awesome. <laughs> this is so crazy that I'm in this. And I, you know, and I just, I, I wasn't scared. I just thought this is crazy, but it's fun, <laughs> you know? Um, so they, because of, you know, <laughs> we're in a very litigious society and people don't want to get sued and people don't want to drown that they, they created this wave system, uh, this wave start system for, for swimming. So it's safer. So, so they don't pull you under anymore and try to no, drown? No, 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 no. And actually, there's, you know, there's, there's marshals out there on the ocean. And if they see any foul play like that, they actually, you can get, you can get penalized or even DQ'd. So, you know, it's so, so, so if you're training in the pool, tell us about your bike training. Because we, we have a similar thoughts on, on, on yeah. bike training, getting hit by cars, etc. Right. So how, how do you train? How does a guy train to ride, you know, 100 miles? In right. So let me Iron let me Man. let me just give you a little quick history about Ironman. So back back in the early days um, of, of the sport, people didn't know how to train for it. There was there was there was no specific protocols. There was nothing. There was no science behind training for an Ironman. So what did what did the top guys do? Well, okay, let's look at what what are the Olympic swimmers doing? What are the tour cyclists doing? What are the marathon, the elite marathon is doing? What's Bill Rogers running a week? Oh, Bill Rogers is running 150 miles a week. Let's do that. What are the tour riders riding? They're riding a thousand miles a week. Well, let's do that too. And let's, you know, what, you know, um, What's Mark Spitz doing? Oh, well, he's he's swimming 50,000 meters in University of Michigan. Well, let's do that, too. So they were putting in 60-hour weeks of training like that, back to back to back. Now, that is, a you know, that is not a sustainable model, and especially for an average person. It's not, you know, if you don't have the gene pool, if you don't have the genes to, to, to withstand that kind of stress on the body week in, week out, you're not going to last. But that's what they thought you needed to do to, 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 to race and be competitive in Ironman, obviously, there was some success with that, but it's, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not a sustainable model. So, um, you know, it went from this in the eighties, everything was over the top, obsessive, more is better. And then in the nineties, it's it, the pendulum swung the other way to less is more and less being like, Oh, I can do an Ironman, in, you know, with five or six hours of training total. And so there were some coaches that thought, you know, less is more save the body, you know, heal the body, you can do an Ironman. It was, I remember the articles in Triathlete Magazine in the early 90s, you know, saying, you know, you can do an Ironman in eight hours a week of training. Well, you can complete an Ironman maybe in eight hours of training, but you're going to be dead for the rest of the year because it's going to kill you. So, so, um, you know, so now it's, it's kind of swung kind of back to the middle where you kind of have to put in 15 hours a week if you want to have a successful finish of an Ironman, 25 hours a week to, to be competitive and maybe more to be really competitive. Um, and, you know, that, that's, that, that's, that seems to be where it's going to be for a while, and it seems to work. So uh, the biking the biking has gone from that craziness of 1,000 miles a week to, you know, a good 200, 250. For an Ironman, for, for a half Ironman, absolutely can get away with about 100 miles a week. Absolutely. And for sprints, you know, my son does sprints. He's doing an Olympic this year. He's he's riding about 25 miles a week. And that's just, that's great. That's all he needs. So, um, 
Yeah, that's 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 where it is. And that's you you ride outside or okay, inside? So, or? Rick, you remember my my accident in '99? Uh, okay, well, before you before you move okay. on to the, tell yeah. us about your accident in '99 because that okay. That so a- um, I was uh, yeah, it was October thirteenth, nineteen ninety nine. I remember that day. Uh, I had uh, qualified for the Ironman World Championship in, in Kona that year, and the race was October twenty third. This was my last bike training day before packing my bike and leaving for the island. Um, and I was out in uh, the West County here in, in St. Louis, Scott, uh, it's called Chesterfield Valley. And um, I was hit by a car at going 28 miles an hour. Uh, flew over the handlebars, flew over the hood of the car, smashed, smashed up pretty bad. Uh, that ended up obviously my race. Um, and, um, you know, I had some, you know, not life-threatening injuries, but, you know, bro- broken, the, the st- standard bike wreck, act, you know, injuries, um, broken clavicle, broken ribs, um, concussion. Um, fortunately, not, not any lower extremity broken bones, but bruised up pretty bad. So since then, I, you know, I, I continue to ride outside maybe once a week, but I do not ride outside um, as much as I did uh, back in the 90s and it's been 20 years now so um you know with with the new smart trainers and the, and the swept and the, and the online training there's no need to go outside and i get just effective training inside um so you know and i've noticed over the years you know of course what what's what's the new technology that people have that make trip driving more distracting mm-hmm. texting um i've had over the years i've had three friends killed um, the last one was just three years ago, uh, um, killed by someone that was texting. So, you know, those are the, those are the dangers on the road. And uh, I just don't want to be, you know, part of that. And if I can avoid it, I'll avoid it. So, so having said that, uh, the Swift basically recreates your rides or. Yes. Yeah. Zwift is a, a very, very powerful platform. It is such a powerful and such an effective tool that there's actually now a, a um, uh, e-racing, they call it e-racing community that uses actual uh, the Zwift platform to do real racing and there's real prize money and there's real teams just like the tour teams. Um, and this has kind of flourished in the year, in the COVID year. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, Rick, how it is. Um, it's, 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 it's a fabulous training tool. They have lots of uh, uh, training uh structured training programs i've used the triathlon training program obviously but um you know i I just love racing i love the community because i've raced i've raced you know around the world over the last 40 years i've had friends from around the world and we do meetups you know i meet my friends uh from new zealand or from australia from france or england and we, we ride together and where else could you do that you know so it's pretty cool and we talk and it's fun and we race and we have we go hard and we have fun and i it's just it's so effective that you know i go down to my my lower level and do that versus getting all dressed up to ride outside and risk being killed <laughs> so yeah and 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 so in in terms of your running so now we've talked, you know, you're training indoors. And I think everybody listening to the podcast needs to at least Google Zwift. Yeah, do um, that. A Peloton is is kind of a spin class, so to speak. Zwift's right, a real right, deal. Right. Zwift is good. Right. And, and and I think everybody needs to Google Zwift. And if you want to try to lose weight, you want to try to get into shape, uh, it's a very effective tool for training. Um, 
if, even if you're not a triathlete. Right. And so let's talk about your swim. I mean, you're running for a minute. Um, give yeah. us your running regimen. How do you train for your running? Right. Well, well, Rick, you know that I'm, I'm, I'm very vulnerable to injury and running. So, uh, it, it's just my, my biomechanics, I guess, you know, um, uh, so if, if, you know, with, with the three sports, that's probably the one that I train, I'm, I'm most conservative with my running. So, um, I, I follow a protocol of very modest building. I use periodization. Um, so I'll build slowly then then back off, build slowly, back off, build slowly, peak race back off. Um, uh, periodization has been around for years. Um, and it works for me. So, and it helps with injury prevention. So at my age at 56, going to be 57 in a month. Um, I find that, I'm very comfortable with 25 to about 28 miles a week. You know, 20 years ago, I was comfortable with 45 to 50 miles a week. But, you know, I seem to be kind of, uh, you know, I keep injuries at bay at that, at that, those distances. I'll do one long run a week. Um, and long run now for me is like eight to 10 miles. You know, it's not, you know, because I'm only doing half marathon, half marathons off the bike. So eight to 10 miles and the rest, I'll do a track workout, which will do a little speed in there. And then I'll do another tempo on the road. So maybe some hills, but, um, I followed that for the last, you know, 30 years. My, my, the total volume has reduced as I got older, but the, the, the method of the, the, the system that I've used to stay the same. And, and tell us about some of your injuries. I mean, give us, Give us your worst injuries and give us what you think triathletes are most prone to in terms of injuries. Yeah. So, um, you know, lower extremity injuries, obviously for, for a triathlete, um, uh, knees, obviously, and, and Rick, you've seen it over your, over your, your, your career, uh, knees, uh, Achilles, uh, plantar, uh, foot injuries, foot stress, uh, stress fractures, um, labor and tears in the hip. Um, yeah, less to a lesser extent, maybe some, um, rotator cuff injuries from swimming too much. That, that's, that's happened to me. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's lower extremity, maybe some lower back. I have a, you know, vulnerable lower back. I've actually had a, a, um, a fusion. Um, and, uh, so, uh, lower back hips, you know, pelvic region, stuff like that, the way where the most of the most of the stress is. So and 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 in terms of of I would call preconditioning or conditioning to avoid those injuries. Yes. Is there anything you do? Because in a minute I really want to talk about the race. I want to talk about transition. I want to talk yeah. about what happens in the race. But what what do you is there anything you can do? I mean you, all your friends, you know, you have a lot of friends that are world class triathletes. What do you guys do to avoid these injuries? Okay. Is there so anything yeah yeah so i mean it's so appropriate that we're 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 in uh we're in this this um this podcast because i always consider um you know physical therapy the fourth discipline i mean you have to have a a, a effective an effective physical therapist in your corner to allow you to continue um to pursue these sports uh that that um, put so much stress on a body, um, and the repeatability of that stress over and over again. Um, um, you know, overuse of the shoulders, overuse of the hips, of the knees, of the legs, you know? Um, so 
having a, a physical therapist um, um, know, you know, know your frailties, know your, your shortcomings, and be able to address them correctly uh, is absolutely critical to success. And uh, fortunately with you, Rick, you, you sending me in the right direction all the time to the right therapist for the right injury has helped me with, uh, with my, you know, longevity in the sport, being able to stay in the sport for so long. So um, critical, absolutely critical. Uh, and cannot, you cannot, I cannot say more, you know, more about it. I mean, that's, you know, it's just, it's part of what, how you continue to, to race. Right. And I, I think that's right. And I think in terms of certain sports, track and field being one, yeah. uh, tries being another, really physical therapy is just part of the deal. I mean, it's, you Absolutely. just know you're going to be in therapy. Right. Right. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's part of the deal. That's, that's the correct, <laughs> right way to say it. And, and, and you know, I, I think Cora and some, and, and some of these high level places, uh, are, are, are able to preserve the longevity of, of athletes based Absolutely. on, uh, A, not trying to get hurt in the first place, and B, right. trying to limit the scope right. of getting hurt subsequently. Right. right. So, like, physical therapy is, is not only repair, but it's prevention as well. So, you know, they, they see, they, 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 you know, they analyze you, they address, they, they address the issue at hand, whatever it is, the, you know, the injury. And then, you know, after that's healed, the next step is to set you on a course that prevents it from happening again. So the prevention is just as important as the process of healing it. So, um, and, and Rick, you've always guided me in the right direction to find that right therapist for that particular issue that I've had. So um, thank you. <laughs> so let's, let's kind of talk, change gears just a little bit. Give us, give us race day. Give us what, 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 you know, for, for, the, for those of us that have never yeah. had the honor or the ability to race an Ironman, how does it work? Give us what, what happens? You get, you fly to Kona and then what happens? Well, it's, it's, it's a bad, well, Kona, Kona's Kona. Kona, Kona's a whole different animal. There's, there's, there's nearly 50 Ironman events now, you know, Ironman is, is a trademark. Ironman is the world triathlon corporation now. So they have, they have established races all over the world and they're all qualifiers for the world championship and qualifying for the, for the Ironman in Kona is, is a, is a tremendously difficult process. Uh, I've been fortunate over the last uh, 40 years to have qualified 10 times. I've raced there seven was going to be eight except for the year in 2002 where I just, uh, where I had a, a disc issue that I, that I flew home and you fixed. Um, so, uh, it, it is it is a remarkable and 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 life changing experience. I mean, they they do make it extraordinarily uh, emotional on TV when you watch it on NBC Sports, but it, it is is fairly close to what they show on TV. It's pretty cool. Um, the one thing about an Ironman is you, I think it's 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 an event where you go through every single human emotion in in a in a twenty four hour period. You go from 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 absolute fear. Um, absolute uh, anxiety to happiness to adulation to, to tears of joy to excitement um, it's just you go through everything in one day and uh, um, and you, it's 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 kind of odd but you will be at mile 24 on the marathon and you will be like I will never ever ever do this again 
and <laughs> you will never have it. And you see your family. And I remember, you know, the first time I did it and I looked at them and I said, I, this is absolutely sick. I will never do this again. And that was Ironman number two when I did Kona. So I qualified in 88 and I did it in 90. And, um, and I remember going down Ali'i Drive and making that turn. I will never do this again. And then crossing the finish line and saying, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> so it's like that. Um, and because it is, a, it is an absolute sense of accomplishment. You've been, you've been going, you know, you've been, you've been moving in a forward motion of some sort, some assemblance for the last, you know, back then it was 10 hours. Now, the last time I did, it was 13 hours. <laughs> but, um, you know, you've been moving forward and getting through this process of swimming in the ocean and riding, riding on this very, very difficult course in the wind and heat for, you know, six hours and then running a marathon in that wind and heat. And you do have a sense of accomplishment that is fairly uh, unique. And, um, you know, you can, like I said, people go both ways. People are like, okay, I did that. I'm, I'm ready to move on and do something else. And then other people are like, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. I can't wait to do another one. So um, I was kind of in that camp. My, uh, I, um, you know, my wife, Pam, she was in the camp of, this is pretty cool. I want to do maybe a few more of these. And then she was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, you know, and I, you know, I applaud her for that. She was able to walk away from Ironman, but she still does triathlons. Um, and so do our kids. So it's great. But, you know, I just, I just, I love that feeling, that feeling of accomplishment and, and sense of doing something that's bigger than myself, you know, way bigger than myself and, and being able to do it. And back to, you know, the origins of why I did it, you know, I was, um, I was a very, very modest, uh, um, uh, runner and, uh, uh, swimmer in high school. You know, I was maybe considered for the relay team, you know, for, for a state meet or something, you know, I was never, I wasn't, I wasn't in a standout by, by any means, you know, and, um, in 82, I was, uh, given an opportunity to do a triathlon, a small one in, in New York city and, uh, Staten Island, New York, actually, I was a lifeguard and they wanted the lifeguards to do a, to do a, a race, to do the race, um, that was being sponsored there at the, at the beach. And so I end up, you know, doing this race and almost winning, you know, I got second and it was like, and it was an absolute drug to me. Here I am, you know, this average athlete almost winning a race and people applauding me. And I was just like, okay, this is really cool. <laughs> you know, I want to do another one of these. And I ended up doing more and more and more and winning a few and getting a little sponsorship and racing and getting a little prize money. And it was just, it was just a fun time for me. And, uh, and so, you know, I guess you can consider that I do maybe have a little addictive personality and I wanted to do more and more and more and do better. And I did, you know, eventually. And, uh, you know, take the take the good with the bad. Like you said, I've had injuries and had a, had setbacks, but I continue to move forward. So, so you get in the water, you you swim twenty eight minutes, and then and then you get out of the water, and then how do you find oh. your bike? What do you oh do? well, oh you know, these days, <laughs> yeah. So so the transition area is just a mass of bikes, you know, and you have to. You know, prior prior to setting all that stuff up, you know, well, the Ironman in Hawaii is a little different. Everything is taken. You're you're at the World Championship. You're treated like you're, you're treated like a, a, a truly an elite professional athlete. It's very cool. They're, everything is taken care of. Your bike is assigned a certain area. You're told where it is. You get out of the water. You know exactly where it is. You know, local triathlons. You put your bike in transition. You hope you find it when you get out of the water. You know, so. <laughs> 
um, you know, there's, there's little tricks and tricks to remember where it is. Oh, it's near that big tree over there, or it's near, you know, it's near that Porter John over there, you know, but in Hawaii, it's like, you have people that actually take care of you and you get out of the water and you're assigned a slot and you know exactly where that is. And people tell you where it is, you know, they see your name on your, on your bib. Okay. DJ Seth, you're there, you know, whatever. So it's, it's very cool. Um, so it, it's, it's rather seamless, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Just, you, you get, you, they help you put your clothes on, um, you get on the bike and you start the bike and it's, it's crazy for the first 12 miles. People are just flying. Um, you have, you know, older, uh, people of the opposite gender just going by you crushing it and you're like what is wrong with me you know you keep looking at your tires going do i have a flat <laughs> so um yeah it's just the world championship is crazy and and for the 70.3 distance you know um i recently contested that in, in in 2018 in south africa same thing i mean uh and it's even faster because it's a half ironman so people are just crazy fast uh the europeans are crazy fast and the australians are crazy fast uh, but it's fun to be part of that. I just love to be part of that, to mix it up with these guys. I'm not going to win anything, but um, I just love being part of a, of, of a community that, that, that cherishes that, 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 that feeling of, of, of doing well in, in, in an event that's, that's you know, endurance related. So um, you get on the bike, you, you ride, you ride as, as best you can, as fast as you can, as efficiently as you can, but you save something for the run You get off that bike, you get on your running shoes and you just head out and you start running and you run as long as you can until you have to walk, <laughs> which usually you don't, but you know, sometimes you do. And so, and then you finish and then what is recovery like? You, you... Uh, recovery. Well, see now, see back back in the early days you know you went you went to the pub with your mates and drank a beer <laughs> um and that's that's true that's very true there was no like oh science but now there's this you know the uh you know the the nutrition the sports nutrition is really high tech and you have these drinks that you drink right afterwards within the 15 minute window and you know protein and, and carbs you know perfect ratio of pro protein and carbs and you get you get this nutrition then you go you get your compression boots and you put the compression boots on you take your ice bath you know there's this whole protocol that you follow and actually that that does that stuff does work you know um and then after you do all that then you go to the pub with your mates and have a beer but <laughs> you, you do all this pro you do this protocol of the compression boots and and the recovery and you get your gentle massage and, you know, after an Ironman, when I was younger, you know, I'd feel good by Tuesday, Wednesday, but the last time I did it when I was 55, you know, it was like three weeks before I could, could move. <laughs> so, it took a um, while. yeah, so it takes a while, but half Ironman, you know, half Ironman, eh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm eating dinner with my family at, at five o'clock in the afternoon after the race, you know, the next day I'm a little sore, a little tender, but by Monday, Tuesday, I can get back in the water and I can get back on my bike probably. Um, so, uh, you know, recovery is a lot shorter for the shorter distances. Um, but with that said, you know, when you get to Olympic distance and you get to sprint, when you get to the shorter races, they're fast as heck. And so you're running super fast, just like your track athletes, Rick. And, you know, they, you, you feel that after the next day, you know, you got that, that Dom's delayed onset muscle soreness and it sticks with you for a while. So it just depends on the intensity and the duration that you're doing the race. And, and tell us how COVID changed maybe racing or changed your well, 
your your training. Okay, so COVID canceled everything last year except for you know, uh, you know, you know the the famous. You know, I wanted to do some races around here in St. Louis, Rick. Everything was canceled. Um, so what's a triathlete to do? What's a triathlete coach to do? Well, you know, I, I in changed plans for people. I, uh, for my clients, I changed, um, you know, uh, changed the methodology a little bit. We, we focused on, we focused on longer rides on the trainer, you know, um, stuff that we can control. We couldn't control that the pools were closed. We couldn't control, um, but we can go out and run, you know, we can run, um, we can go to a park. If we had a man wear a mask, we wore a mask, but, um, you know, we found places where we can do that. Um, uh, but I, you know, never really rode outside. I rode, like I said, I rode Zwift, rode a lot last year. I rode 16,000 miles on Zwift <laughs> because of COVID. So, um, you know, um, and I think, you know, that, that helped me as a cyclist. So, uh, you know, I, I came out on the other side of it. Well, we're still in it, but we're getting on the other side of it. I came out of it, I think, as a, as a better cyclist. And so I think that's the one positive thing about it. Um, but, the, you know, I, I, I missed, I absolutely missed the sense of community, the sense of going to a race and meeting people and high-fiving and hugging and, and, and enjoying, you know, everyone being in the same thing together. I'm so looking forward to getting back to that. So um, hopefully next week we'll be doing that. I'll be doing that. So, so, so tell us what next week is. What, what are you doing? So, next um, my wife and I, we, we, we have an affinity for the big Island. We love the big Island of Hawaii. It's where the Ironman is. It's where we got married. Uh, and, um, so we, uh, do the half Ironman there every year. Um, it's the Ironman Hawaii 70.3 and it is literally half the Ironman course. So, and it's, so it's great. So you get to experience the Ironman course every year. Um, because it's a race that you don't have to qualify for and you get to experience the Ironman course, but it's half, you know, half, half the, half the pain. So, um, and, and the kids love to come out and watch. And, you know, my son really, he's almost at the age where he can do the race. So he's looking forward to doing it in a couple of years. So it's the Ironman 70.3 and it is a qualifier for the world championship, um, which is in October every year there. So, you know, um, it's fairly competitive, but with COVID, you know, the Canadians can't come, the Europeans can't come, the, uh, the Pan Pacific athletes can't come. So it's going to be a, a domestic race. And, um, it's the first time in, in, since it's, in, you know, since it's, uh, inception, that's going to be a domestic race. So it's going to be interesting to see. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully they have it. I heard that the, uh, they just let the, um, the permits, they got the permits. So it's going to happen. I don't know about how, you know, we've been told how the protocols are going to be for masking and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's going to be challenging in that regard, but as long as we get to ride and run and swim, I'm fine. And what are you going to have to do to qualify for, um, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. So usually, usually each, each of the qualifiers have, you have to win your age group. So you have to at least win, but some races have more slots per age group. So it's age group based for us for age groupers, for amateurs. And usually there's one to two slots per age group. So you either have to win your age group, place second. And if that person had already qualified, it rolls to the next person. So sometimes it's third or fourth place, but you gotta be, you gotta be at the pointy end of your age group at any race, anywhere in the world to qualify. And, and, and what you, what, so, so give me, give me that. What, what, what is, 
what is the likelihood you're going to finish first or second in such a monstrous race? The, the odds are slim. They always are slim. But you know what? I, I've had some I've had some luck where it just kind of worked out. Um, uh, you know, I am uh, by no means uh, able to, to do it on a whim. Um, uh, the, the stars have to align, you know, um, and I have to have a great race. I have to have it always for me, Rick, it's a solid run. I'm, I'm, I'm very competitive on the bike. I'm very competitive in the swim. I'm usually in the top five off the bike and I got to hold that for the run. And that's, you know, that's a challenge for me, for my, for my old body. So, um, uh, yeah, if I, you know, I, you can't go into any race saying I'm trying to qualify because there's so many factors, so many variables that go into that, that conditions, people who show up for the race, all that stuff. So people that say I'm going to qualify, they're blowing smoke because they, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so I, I've, I've had that mindset as well. I'm like, okay, if it happens, it happens, who can, you know, but if it doesn't, I'm still going to have fun. And, you know, why do I do it if I'm not going to have fun? So I, I you know, um, you got to do well, you got to do well, you got to run well, and you like, you at least got to make podium, which is top five. And sometimes it rolls. Some, some races have more slots and they don't tell you how many slots there is in a, in a qualifier until everyone finishes because they are distributed according to how many people finish. So, and then how many people in your age group finish. So like my age group being 50, 50, 55, 59, there's less people finishing in that age group. So I'll only have maybe one slot or two slots. So I'll have to finish one or two. You know, if I was 30, 34, there's like 400 people finishing. So they might have four slots. So yeah, it's hard. It's always been hard. Um, and now with more races all over the world, you know, uh, and there's only a limited number of rate, uh, slots for the for the start line in Kona. Um, you know, it's one or two, and 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 you know, people are so fast now. So you know, it's I I feel blessed that I was able to do it and and be able to qualify when I did. You know, if it happens in the future, it it might happen, and, and then again, it might not, and I'm not, I'm good with that. So it is, it's fun. So, so tell us what what do we forget? What 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 should we have brought up about? What should we have asked Louis about triathlons that we didn't? Well, let me let me just say. So, let me just go back to you know how I met you and what you've done and how you've changed like kind of the trajectory of my life. I had re, uh, in 1988. I did this very very difficult race in Nice, France, called the Nice International Triathlon. First time in Europe. First time racing Europeans. Got my but handed to me. I mean, didn't know anything about climbing, didn't know anything about descending the Maritime Alps along the uh, French uh, Riviera, got my butt kicked. And I thought coming from the United States, you know, hey, I can do this race. Well, it was, it was very, very difficult, very hard. Um, busted up my knee, you know, just, just I remember limping on the run, coming home, never had gone to a, an orthopedic surgeon, never had gone to a sports medicine specialist, didn't know much about it. It was my first like major injury. So I remember coming to St. Louis, you know, um, um, at that time, what was I, 22 years old, 23 maybe? And I'm like, I got to find a doctor. And I remember going to a doctor and he did his diagnosis and he, um, he, he took his x-ray or whatever. And, and he said, oh, you'll never run again you're done. Why don't you, why don't you take up golf? And I'll never forget those <laughs> words. Why don't you take up golf? And that, I just remember that didn't register. I'm just like, okay, 
I need to find, oh, thank you for your opinion. I will find, you know, I'm going to get another opinion if that's okay. He's like, go for it. So I remember a friend of a friend saying, you got to see this Dr. Lehman in Kirkwood. So I went to you. I get emotional about this because you're the one that said, oh, you kind of like a limit, you know, I remember you doing your diagnosis. Oh, you got a meniscus tear. We can fix that. You do physical therapy. You'll be running in six weeks. I did exactly what you said. And I started running again after that. And, you know, I continued to pursue my sport for the, for the 30 years after that. So, you know, I, I could have given up back then, you know, didn't know any better, but because I continue, you know, I wanted, I found you, you changed everything for me. So I'm internally indebted to you. Oh, it's been, you know, you've had, you've had injuries and, and some of them yeah. <laughs> are tougher than others. Right. That's true. <laughs> but, but I think that your, your ability to come back and your ability, well, you know, you're so motivated, you're so talented and that's really the truth. I mean, well, you may- but you, but you've always believed in me as well. And so, and, and, and so I hang on your every word, you know, you tell me I need to do this physical therapy. I need to do this process. I do it. So, and it's a great relationship and thank you for that. And, and, and so I think, you know, maybe you weren't going to be the best golfer, <laughs> you know, whatever. But as a multi-sport athlete, I mean, you know, you've been world ranked. I mean, you know, you're the real deal. So I, I think that is a different set of skills than uh, Yadier Molina, who's a catcher, or right, Red right. who's a quarterback. Right, right. Um, I, you know you know, the old saying, you know, if you love what you do, you don't have to work a day in your life. Well, it's kind of like that with me with triathlon. I, I, I've never, my, my passion for it has never waned. It's never been a job for me. It's been something I love to do. And yeah, like, you know, the people close to my life, like my wife and kids are like, you, you know, what, what you, sometimes you're crazy about all this stuff, but they get it and they support me and having a support system like you and, 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 and family and friends that encourage it helps tremendously as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, um, I'll, I'll hopefully can go another couple of years on doing this. <laughs> so, well, you say that every couple of years. And I then- do. I do. Don't I, Rick? I said, okay, this is it. I want to just do this race and I'm going to hang it up and then I do well. Okay. Well, let me do another one. It, yeah, I know. I know. I'm guilty of that, but. But that's all right. Yeah, I know. I know. See, and you say that's all right, and that, and that. When I hear you say that's all right, you can keep. Uh, you know, I'm like, all right, I can go. <laughs> well, you're going to Hawaii, and you're right, probably right. killing. Right. Well, maybe. Really good luck in Hawaii. We, thank we you very much. Love having you on. We love to get the inside because you know to get the doctors all talking about injuries is one thing, and to hear somebody, their passion, their training regimen, and really what it's like is is a completely different. Uh, take on on a, a very very difficult sport, a sport that you know if you, if, if you run a hundred meter dash, you, your your whole deal's over in ten seconds, and and that's it. Right, right. So imagine that you're going to be competing for thirteen hours, uh, and and you're not in a car, and you're not in yeah. an airplane. That's, right. that's tough. Right, right. I mean, yeah, but that speaks to me on a certain level that I, I don't know why it just does, and uh, and that's why I like it so much. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. More power to you. I I gotta. (laughs) Hey, uh, thanks. Yeah, no. It. uh, I'm telling you, that's an inspiring story. I'm just sitting here going, my gosh, you got to keep doing it. I'm trying to be like Dr. Rick. You can do it. And then being the uh, the age range of 70 to 75. Well, (laughs) then you'll get a podium, doggone it, because there's two of you. 
Right, right. Well, that's see, that's why a lot of people stay with the sport is like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a game of attrition. Like when you turn eighty in the 75, 79 age group, you just got to finish the darn, darn thing and be, and you'll get a slot because you're the only one in it. So people hang on. Like that's that's my hope for you, Louis. Yeah. That's my hope for you. Well, and then one last question I got: Did did you ever ride a Schwinn Varsity? Because you're a heck of a bike when I was growing up. So I sure did. Well, did my, you really? My first, yes, I did my first like tour of New York City on a Schwinn Varsity. But I did my first right. I did my first triathlon on a Raleigh Sprint steel no, frame. No steel frame. Twenty-three yeah. inch tube. Uh, yeah. uh, you know tires. The shifters. Yeah. The shifters were on the handlebar. I'll never forget. <laughs> but uh, you know, there it is, baby. All right. Hey, how do people get a hold of you if they want to try to get a hold of you, uh, Louis? Oh, absolutely. Um, my email uh, it would be the best way um, if I can give it to you. Uh, Louis D. Giuseppe, one word at gmail.com. Fantastic. By the way, I'm looking at uh, uh, Zwift. Yes. That's major tech. Oh, That's, it is awesome. It's going it to set is. you back more than 20 bucks. Let's put it that way. Oh, it, you know, it, it is a subscription. It is a subscription service. So you it's pay. The bike. Oh, oh. The bike itself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can buy the Zwift bike, but actually you just get a, you get a smart trainer, like what they call a a Wahoo kicker or a tax trainer. There it is. It's still nine hundred bucks. Yeah, I know. And then you put then you put your own bike on there, and it and it it's, it simulates it. Just it's my Scottish coming out of me. I'm cheap. No. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent job. Thank you very much, Louis. Thank you, uh, Doctor Rick, and Thanks, thank Rick. you, listeners, for uh, joining us on In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. Remember to go out to if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about your. Anything physical therapy, go to physical uh, corephysicaltherapy.com. You will not be disappointed. Again, thank you, guys. You guys are thank wonderful. You. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, thanks Good luck, Louie. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon, Rick. <laughs>